my wife is somewhere in this building, um, you can ask her how much I've wrestled this week. Um, again, I've said for many years, if God don't tell me something, I won't, I won't speak. My opinion doesn't matter. Um, there you are. I just gotta. I just gotta see you. That's all I need. Um, and me and God have just been at it all week. Is that okay to say? Is that okay to say? I don't, maybe, I mean, I don't want you to lose respect for me, but we've, I mean, I've been arm wrestling God for a couple of weeks now on what do you want me to say? And here's what he said. Um, there has to come a point in our lives when we recognize there's a point where change needs to happen. Um, a, a place where we're given an opportunity to change the outcome of where we're going or whatever we're doing or whatever, to change a behavior, to change an attitude, et cetera, you get it. Um, and a, a place of change is, uh, uh, let, let me, let me put a pin in that for just a sec. Um, I have no verses today. So, yeah. You might have to actually read your Bible. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, as of 9.30 this morning, I didn't know what God wanted from me today. In, in terms of the message. Um, so, yeah. There's, there's nothing up there, but that's all right. It's old school. If, uh, if Heather was here, I would put an overhead projector. You remember those? I don't even know how old she was. She was, I don't even, uh, she would put those things on the, <laughs> listen, my family is why I'm where I'm at today, but. A place of change is a difficult place because it requires us to make a decision. Um, for the better. And um, listen, you, normally you only get that chance when you're up against diversity, when you're up against hard times. Can you go to Genesis, please? And, and if you don't, listen, I, I know you, you, you come in expecting it's going to be up there. I get it. I totally get it. Um, uh, hey, hey, Carl, turn on these other lights, man, so that people, if they want to look at their Bibles. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be in Genesis 29 um, and 30, but... So this morning, I'm telling the band, I'm like, yeah, guys, I don't know what I'm, I, God hasn't told me what to say yet. 
And Katie, Miss Katie, the angelic voice that you heard today, she said, just start in Genesis. And I'm like, wait, what? Did you know that I was? Of course she didn't. But um, I realized that, look, I need to just go with what, uh, in the direction I was leaning in. So Genesis 29, there's two sisters. I love the sound of babies in a, in a church. I, I, I'm, no, I'm, I genuinely mean that. I love the sound of babies in a church. Are you kidding me? Um, two sisters in Genesis 29, um, Leah and Rachel. Uh, so Jacob has come into this family's household. He's looking for a bride. Um, if you don't know the story, I'm going to unpack it for you for a sec. Um, the dad's name was Laban. And he was working for Laban because uh, he was promised that Rachel would be his bride. It, listen, the culture was different. Um, sure, sure. I made Corey work for me to get. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But, um, but he was told after seven years of work, he would get Rachel as his bride because Rachel was the one he wanted. And I'm just trying to cut to the chase. Um, Jacob was known as the deceiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, his name literally means the fox. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't know if a fox is. But he was known as the trickster. However, he also was tricked. He also was deceived. So, are we a product of what happened to us? I know, different message, I get it. But as we look at Jacob as the deceiver, um, we have to understand that uh, Leah and Rachel's Dad was also a deceiver. He was honestly equally as deceptive as Jacob. Because after seven years of working, uh, Laban, which is what the dad's name was, uh, didn't give Jacob to Rachel. Instead, he offered up Leah. I, I don't even understand that culture, but I've studied enough to know that that's normal. And in Genesis 29, verse 16 and 17, I'll give you a minute because I'm sure you're all looking it up right now. Or not. Um, you're like, we don't even own a Bible. Um, Genesis 29, 16, and 17. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Now, listen, would you just listen to this? Kim and I talked about this last night. Uh, Leah had weak eyes. What does that even mean? I mean, 
Did she need glasses? One, one translation said she had dull eyes. <laughs> Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Could you, could you imagine me standing up here talking about my two daughters like that? No. It, it. But the reality is we get dealt with um, we get dealt with accordance to our weakness and ability. And I just want to validate somebody today. I don't know who I'm talking to. I really don't. I really don't know who I'm talking to. I'm telling you, at 9.30 this morning, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. But our society, we compare people based on their ability, weakness, or strength. We got to stop. We just got to stop. I wrote this down. Studies show that kids from a stable, uh, you know, I don't even know what normal means. My, my household was never normal by the farthest stretch. But stable homes usually have a pretty good level of self-esteem. And until they start school where they're compared to every other kid in the class, they're judged, they're tested, and Pastor Dwayne and I work in the school system, so I'm, I'm telling you that's legit. It really is. I hate it, but it's, I mean, it's just what it is. Um, and usually, people will emphasize weaknesses and frailties and not strengths. Are you with me still? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, and what happens is, unfortunately, we, we do it to ourselves. We do. We 100% do. We focus on our weak points, and that's exactly what's going on here with, with these two daughters. Now, Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes. <laughs> I don't even... I already said it. But Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. So Dad... Dad already pointed out who was his favorite. It's okay. I didn't want an amen there. Nothing is mentioned about her talents. Nothing is mentioned about her skills. What's mentioned is her frailties, her weakness. So, so by comparison, Dad's saying... She's just not as pretty as her sister. Man, I wish you could I wish you could stand up here and see my vantage point right now of everybody's faces. Cause we've experienced this. Yes? I wrote this, and I'm not a wordsmith, but I, 
I try to get kind of creative sometimes. <laughs> the focal point is the weak point to the point that the weak point becomes our point in life to the degree that we miss the point. I, I get it. That, that made sense in my head. I get it that it doesn't in yours. But I'm going to say it again. The focal point is the weak point to the point that the weak point becomes our point in life to the degree that we miss the point. What am I saying? I'm saying we focus on our weaknesses way more than we do our the writer in Genesis isn't just writing a, or stating a fact regarding what Leah looks like. They're stating why she, or, or the way, rather, that she is perceived by others. I mean, they looked at one and said, oh, you're good. They looked at the other and said, mm, you have weak, dull eyes. And I don't even know what that means, but We start to look at ourselves in the way that other people perceive us. Our flaws, our failures, our shortcomings, and they start to define us. And I want to tell you that there has to come a point where there's a change, a point of change. And, and again, I've, I've told you for 22 years, I'm horrible at, like, titling messages, but I, I literally wrote on the top of my notes the point of change. We have to come to the realization that we're not what anyone thinks about us. Amen, Jeff. You're killing it today. Um, Otherwise, we will overlook the grace of God. We will overlook the way God designed us. Again, again, put a pin in that because I don't want you, don't misquote me. I'm not saying we disregard sin or, I'm not saying that. I'm saying God made you the way he made you for a reason. Because, listen, if everyone was like me, I would hate it. Right, that's just a fact. I would hate it. Because um, I don't like me sometimes. <laughs> I don't like you sometimes. Is that fair, Amanda? That's fair, right? Amanda's like, yeah, but nobody ever says that. Well, I just did. Um <clears throat> The, the destiny that God has placed in front of you, he created you to fulfill that. And yours might not be mine. And mine probably isn't yours. That's okay. That's 100% okay. Jacob works seven years. He gets a bride, but it's not the one he was promised. So... He wakes up next to Leah, and he's upset about it, so he goes to Laban, and he complains. The dad, he goes to the dad, and he complains. I, I don't even know why I was in this story. I really don't. 
Um, it was just where God directed me. And I'm thinking, my son-in-laws are banging right now. Are you kidding? They're, they're great. But he says this in Genesis 29, 25. When morning comes, there was Leah, exclamation point. So Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? So he don't even like her. I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm making these stories up. No, these are in the Bible. What have you done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? And Laban replied, uh, it's not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, and then we'll give you to the younger one also. Right? Uh, wait. In return for another seven years of work, verse 27. You just juked me into getting 14 years. Yeah. Now, I'm just asking us to put ourselves in Leah's shoes for a second. Can you imagine how she's feeling right now? I, I can't. I mean, I, I, I've spent five seconds caring about what anybody thinks about me. <laughs> but... Not only is she considered ugly, I'm sorry, weak-eyed, um, dad had to trick somebody, had to trick somebody to get them to marry her. And, and, and then Laban makes this jacked-up excuse, the older sister has to be married before the younger. And I get that was culture. I, I get it. Um, so Jacob says, fine, just, just work another seven years in the field for me, and we'll be good. Um, can I tell you that um, with all the problems we have, we've got a pretty good country. Because <laughs> this ain't a thing for us. You feel me, Nathan? You feel me. Yeah, I know you do, bro. Um, so Leah served as his wife, but lived in the shadow of Rachel. This is rhetorical. Please don't nobody answer. Uh, you ever lived in the shadow of someone? Yeah. And unfortunately, there was nothing she could do about it. The fact was stated clearly in verse 30 of uh, Genesis 29, let me read it for you. Uh, Jacob made love to Rachel. Are we okay to talk about this? We good over here? You covered your ears. Stop it. Stop it. Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. Again, can you be more humiliated, then it's like, yeah, I know you're my wife right now, but you're not the one I wanted. Hmm. Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah, and Jacob had a job, and that's awesome, but the only reason he worked was to get Rachel. 
he could care less about Laban, the dad. Um, but look what happened in, in verse 31. Um, when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. I'm talking to somebody today that has got the short end of the stick, as it were. Uh, but I need you to know that God is watching. He has his eye on you. And you're not losing in his eyes. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. And maybe you're not familiar with this story, but it's kind of a big deal. We're talking uh, 12 tribes of Israel, big deal. We can get so, no, I can get so distracted and caught up in how unfair life is that I forget God has got his hand on everything. 100% everything. And, and, and Pastor Dwayne and I have said for, I don't even know how long, months, this ain't about us. This ain't about us. God didn't overlook the way people perceived her. I mean, he knew what was going on because he knows everything, but he didn't overlook the way she saw herself. Um, she didn't overlook the way she was, he didn't overlook the way she was mistreated, the way she was deceived, uh, the way she was slighted, etc. God saw that one translation says that she was despised. That's a, that's a big word, despised. This wasn't her overreacting on her emotions. This was her going, what's wrong with me? Now, now we're, we're, we're going to get into it in a second, but She felt unloved. I'm, I'm looking at all y'all today. I mean, I don't know where you're at. But if you're here and you feel unloved, please no, please no. No, 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 no. God sees it. And he's watching. And I'm a horrible motivational speaker. So this ain't, that's not what this is. What I'm saying is, is God sees where you are and how you got where you are. Um, so God decided to bless her. So here's, here's a theology breakdown uh, <laughs> coming in. We'll just say three, two, one. One way he blessed her was by evening the odds. Do I need to sit down there and say amen to me, or are we good? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Tom. Uh, he opened her womb, but made Rachel barren. 
Oh, he wasn't punishing her. He was blessing. Uh, he was blessing Leah. He wasn't punishing Rachel. But when you think about it, one got, Leah got the, one got the looks and affection. The other had the ability to produce and give birth to something. Here's what I want you to know today. And listen, we're going to be out of here in a minute. I promise. Uh, okay, a minute. That's not fair. Uh, yeah, no, I... I've, known, I've been known to lie. No, I'm just I'm, I, I don't lie. I'm just saying a minute's not fair. Uh, but but you, you get what I'm saying. He, God looked at the situation and said, you know what? You've won your whole life. It, it's time she wins. Man, I don't know what that does for you, but, but not, 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 not just to give kids, but again, to produce sons. And, and again, it's cultural difference, and I get it. God says, I see, I see you being despised, and I want to bless you. And he wants to bless you, all of you. And so she gets blessed by God, uh, but she still operates out of her hurt. I'm, I'm encouraging somebody today to, to stop operating out of your hurt. That's, that's, listen. Verse 32, Genesis 29. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben, for she said, it's because the Lord has seen my misery. Maybe my husband will love me now. That's in your Bible. So let me, let me paraphrase this for you. Uh, let's stay together for the kids. You feel me? Everything was filtered through her need to be valued and feel worthy. Exactly. Exactly. I receive that as an amen because, because you, guys, you guys are dead. Uh, so she began to pass this on to her sons. So she had three sons, and they were named after the lack of relationship with her husband. Let me just go through them real quick. I know you know this. Verse 32, Reuben was born. Uh, vision of the son, because the Lord has looked upon her affliction. I mean, she just kept pouring her hurt onto her family. <laughs> Again, I wish you could see your face. Um, <clears throat> verse 33, uh, Simeon, to hear because the Lord, her, her husband, didn't love her the best. No one listens to me. This is verse 33. Verse 34, and then Levi was born. Uh, attached because surely her husband won't run out on her after being after bearing three sons. Everything was born out of her hurt. 
her desire to be accepted. But then Leah had a change point in her life, and that's what I want to emphasize today. She finally comes to a place where she realizes, this has got to stop. And I'm suggesting to you who may be feeling this, there's got to be a place where it's got to stop. She's got a fourth son and calls his name Judah. Okay, church kids, what's Judah mean? Yeah. Yeah. So verse 35 says, She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. Because praise was the solution. (laughs) Praise was the solution. In that verse, there's no reference to her failure. There's no reference to her frailty. The reference is to you know what? God's got this. He's so got this. Um, her hurt, her injury, her insult, none of that was brought up when that boy was born. Um, I, and she passed that on to her fourth son. Um, The unfortunate thing about a change point is that if you're not careful, you'll go back to where you were before because it's work. Yeah, yeah, it's work. Listen. I'll take that as a hallelujah. Um, If you follow the names of the son the sons that I just mentioned. Um, change points have to continue once you cross over the hard work. What I'm saying is, is you've got to stay at it. You've got to stay at it. Now, now, now the, the script got flipped and Rachel's on the short end of the stick and suddenly she's not feeling so good about herself. Man. In fact, she, she goes to Jacob and says, Genesis 30, verse 1, um, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. Oh, the weak-eyed one. You follow me, right? I mean, I don't even have to, I don't even, listen, I don't have to go any farther on this. You understand that somebody's looking at your life and they're wishing they had what you had. And you're like, no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? No, no. Yeah, they are. They really, really are. Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children. Listen to this. Or I will die. Yeah, no, you won't. 
No, no, you won't. Uh, she's feeling the weight of the entire situation right now with her. And, and, and this should make Leah feel better. It really should. Uh, but, but she's lived in this insult and injury her whole life. Oh, you're the one with dull eyes. We have a tendency to live out of our defense. We have a tendency to live out of our pain and our hurt. I, I get it. Um, someone comes to me and treats me like they're better than me. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately in defense mode. I ain't, I ain't going to front to you guys. Thank you. We do it because we, we respond out of our insult and injury. We do. We don't mean to. We don't even want to. But, but the problem is that we all make assumptions, and then we'll begin to uh, react instead of respond, and there is a difference. Uh, and we do it in a certain way that we get in a, we get in a, a pattern that, you know what, you, you might offend me. So the walls come up. Are you with me still? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then we have no relationships that are developed. Our marriage can dissolve. Because you might offend me. Can I tell you something? going to happen. Am I right, Tom? No. Kelly, it, yeah, it's going to happen. Listen, it's going to, blame, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. You're going to be offended. You're, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be. And then, and, then, and then the Bible goes right into verse, chapter 30, verse 1 through 3. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children? And then she said, well, here's Bilhah, my servant. Sleep with her so that she can... Be listen, listen, listen. I'm not pretending that I think everything through. But that's in your Bible. That when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do, don't do the wrong thing. Can I say that? Parents, we good? <laughs> you, you would think I would have thought this through. Uh, <clears throat> okay. We're going on. So she said, here is Bilhah, my servant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me. And I, too, can build a family through her. We, we, we get how jacked up that is, right? Okay. I just, 
I just want to make sure, I know it's 2022, but, and, and there's, there's not a whole lot of boundaries, but here, here's the warning. When you operate out of your hurt, um, you've got to be careful when you want something really bad. Um, you run the risk of getting it through illegitimate means. Um, man, if, if, I, I won't take the time because it's 11.55. I won't take the time. But man, if I could tell you how many times I prayed for something and, and God didn't deliver it and I just kept going in on it and going in on it and going in on it. And I'm like, what is my problem? Um, Rachel took someone else's um, fruitfulness. Is that a word? It is today. Uh, and, and claimed it as her own. Uh, and she starts giving God thanks for something she never produced. Let me, let me read verse 4. So she gave... So she gave him her servant, Bilhah, uh, as, as a wife. I, I should have went with the King James. Um, so Jacob slept with her, and she became pregnant and bore him a son. And then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and gave me a son. Because of this, she named him Dan. Let's be careful not to blame God. Let's be careful not to blame God for what we, what we do. I mean, she, it just goes on. Um, verse 7, verse 8. She lost sight that she was the one that was the superstar in this whole story and got jealous. And she's now operating out of the fact that someone else, her sister, is able to have babies. Yeah. Gaining prestige getting more attention. Listen, if, if, you, if, if we start focusing on what everybody else is getting and doing, we're over. We've got to stop. We've got to stop. Um, so, so, so back to, back to Leah. Um, so, Verse 9 of, of Genesis 30. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her servant Zilpha and gave her to Jacob as a wife. This is so jacked up. There's these games going on between somebody trying to get better than somebody else. 
That's the whole story here, church. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Rachel has a change point. Um, God, God takes away her reproach, changes her mind, um, and she has a son by the name of Joseph, which literally translated means increase and add on, meaning continuation. And you can read that in, in verses 22 through 24 of Genesis 30. My, my, my point in this whole thing, and if you've not been able to track with it, that's not your fault, that's my fault. I'm telling you, at 9.30, I didn't know what I was going to say to you today. And I'm just being honest. Um, my, my point in all this is that these two women identified themselves Through their hurt. Name the things of, in their life out of insult and injury. When Rachel had Benjamin, she named him son of my sorrow. Jacob renamed him as the son of my right hand. And sometimes God has to come along and rename the stuff in our life. He intends for our life to be something different than just operating out of our hurt. That's all. Now, I, I wish I had something like crazy deep to bring to you today. God doesn't want you to live out of your hurt and insult. And these two ladies, they're the great examples of it. So I don't know where this finds you, man. I, I, I just know that God wants you to find a change point. I want it to be right now. That would be awesome. And I'd go home in my truck being like, yeah. Uh, if that happened today. But if it doesn't, that's all good. Um, I'm just saying, God wants you to find a change point where you're like, no. No. No, I'm done. Um, and I'm not talking about a situation. It's not behavior modification. I'm not talking about that. But, but at some point, Leah had to decide, I'm just going to praise and his name is Judah. Because I've given a lot of attention to the parts that hurt me. <laughs> here, here, here's this is the last thing I'm saying. These ladies... They had no idea that the, 
12 tribes of Israel. And, you, and I know, you, I'm not questioning your intelligence. I know you know the Bible. The 12 tribes of Israel came out of these. They had no idea. They were just battling with what they were being called. Oh, one was shapely and beautiful, and the other one, well, you have weak, dull eyes. Can I tell you? Just be who God designed you to be. Period. Look, if you've come here for a minute, you know, I'm just who I am. I'm not changing for anybody. Well, except Miss Kim. When, if she suggests something. Uh, but I, I ain't changing for anybody. Um, and I don't mean that in a prideful way. I'm just saying, don't let people define you. Figure out who you are in Jesus Christ. then just go murder that okay I should probably choose it and then go do the best you can at that I'm horrible listen whatever yesterday was does not matter It just doesn't matter. Yeah, there's going to be some consequences maybe, but it doesn't matter. Just repent. I don't, uh, okay, that's that's a big giant church word. No, I get it. Um, It just means you, you turn from it. And then do the right thing. So listen, there was a couple places in Scripture where, you know, Jesus did a couple things that wasn't public, Um, uh, and it it usually wasn't because of him, it was because people came to him, like Nicodemus, you get the idea. Um, So I'm, I'm I'm not about the, I'm not about the secret. I'm not, I'm not that guy. If your past if your past has kind of defined you and you want that to be different going forward with every head up, <laughs> no heads bowed, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we just don't do things normal here. Um, will you just stand? I just want to pray with you. That's all. I ain't, I ain't calling you out. God bless you. Thank you, sir. 
if, if you understand that your past has kind of held you back, it needs to end today, right now. 12.06, it's got to end. It's got to end. So if that's you, I'm just asking you to just stand up, make a public, thank you, dear. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Listen, I'm not dragging things out to, to make a point. I, I, I'm so not. Listen, I want to go home as bad as you do. Uh, but I won't rush God. I won't. So, who else? My past has held me down. And it ends today. God bless you, son. I'm proud of you. Takes a lot of courage, bro. I'm proud of you. Who else? God bless you, sir. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Who else? Listen, God said there's one more. I've told you for 22 years, God talks to me in numbers sometimes. He said there's one more. So whoever, I mean, I ain't. I mean, I'm going to move on regardless. But he said there's one more. God bless you, dear. This is the restart button. This is the new beginning. This is why I do what I do. Agree with me. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We're sorry. We're sorry for what we've made it. Forgive us. Father, we, we turn from our past. And as Paul said, we're not looking behind anymore. We're, we're going forward. We believe it. We're going to do it. 
And we thank you. We thank you for a brand new beginning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For your glory, for your honor, for your praise, and in your name, we just ask you, you've got to help us. You've got to help us. Go with us. Walk with us. Be with us. For the glory of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can the church give some praise today? Come on, he's God. Come on. Hey, thanks for your time. Thanks for your attention. There's a gazillion things you could have done this morning. So thank you. Thank you for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Um, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Facebook Live, Deep End. I, 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 I'll be doing something. I know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, do you work here? What? Uh, I, I'm waiting on God to tell me. Uh, but listen, I, I thank you for it. I, I mean that. I thank you for your time and your attention. You could have done anything. Uh, you, you could have mowed your grass or whatever. I don't know. It's raining. Never disregard. <laughs> I'm a weather dude. Uh, but I, I appreciate you. 